day. Dude, nothing has worked in the studio tonight. What a day it's been. I like that we are the ones okay, that get to test it, we're, we're good. Yeah, we just, we're the trial. We're yeah. the guinea pigs. We're the road test for, for real else right getting now. Uh, welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, we also got to road test a championship. Our so. That's true. Not wrong. Not mad. Our show's a mess. The Avs were a mess. It's all appropriate. Uh, it's all, everything's adding up tonight. It's not Yaya's fault. It's absolutely it's... all on Yaya. Blame him. He's not even <laughs> trying. He's just sitting over there doing nothing. We literally had to wake him up at one point. Yeah, true. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's 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 talk he, about. He like carried all this equipment upstairs for the post game. Yeah, yeah. From how the do watch you, along. How do you sit like this, bro? Dude, oh my god. You're in that chair, and your butt was not even on the seat. Yeah, and your back. I'm like, dude, dude. What's up with it? How does your back handle that? You could have just said The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. Why you got to say all of it? We know who it is. That's the same guy. Okay, it's kayfabe, first of all. Can anyone hear us right now? I hope so. I hope so. I kind of hope not, honestly. Abs lose. What the fuck are we talking five, about? <laughs> you got a hot take? No, I just didn't know if people could hear. Abs lose 5-3 to three, uh, to the Calgary Flames in a game that was, well, let's say predictable. A game that definitely happened. It did happen. It's the second half of a back-to-back. Calgary, not only the rested team, but on opening night, having all the energy in the world. AJ, you somehow assigned yourself for the 60-second rundown, and everyone but you was sure of it. I think you knew it. So what do you got for us? When we got to that part of the conversation, I understood what I was signing up for. (laughs) It was the first half that I was unaware of (laughs) what we were all discussing. No. We got it? We ready? I don't, I mean, that's gonna, I'll be done by then. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, why has it gotta be like that? Has it started yet? (laughs) Ah, no, it's going fast. Lost out on some seconds there, bud. (laughs) You time cop. (laughs) Unbelievable. No, no, no. You know what? No, no. You you wanted to be a time thief. It's fine. You'll be like that. Not Doesn't okay. need it. No, uh, honestly, like the Avs actually started out great here. Uh, somehow Megan correctly yes. predicted yeah, that Bowen well Byron done. would score first. And he did in a weird, goofy goal that he just sort of slapped between it Jacob Markstrom's weird. legs. It was a goofy one. Yeah, and pretty much from then on uh the flames dominated scoring five straight goals over the course of the last half of the first period the second period and the start of the third period till the Avs scored two more goals in the third period to make the score look uh a lot more favorable than it was yeah they did the minnesota wild thing to make it let's feel respectable when people scoreboard look tonight yeah uh so you know because losing five three you're like wow okay good game though not a (laughs) good game it was not so yeah, then they lose. You know, they they get down five three, and nothing happens at the end, and that ends up being the final score. Yeah, let's see. The easy money. Let's let's start with the good. The best part of that was that Megan got it right yeah. Yeah, with the Byram pick, hit. and he scored, and none of us were for sure it was Byram, and we're all looking at Megan, and she's losing her mind. <laughs> but we can't get confirmation that it was Byram, and then 
We did, and that was the highlight of the game. So hopefully people listen to me more. <laughs> there you go. I don't understand why people haven't already. <laughs> it's honestly true. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about Byram's game as a whole. Obviously, the goal was great. Great work from him to... I. Look, I'm not going to say his move to the middle worked, because it kind of didn't. Yeah, he had the puck worked off him. But he got it back between the legs. Yep. So kept the battle up, I guess, to, to get it back. And then, you know, when Markstrom gives you one, he gives you one, I guess. Uh, the rest of the game, him and Manson kind of got some wires crossed on Calgary's first goal. We've seen this. We saw this in night one, too. It, there's clearly some stuff the Avs D needs to get a little bit of practice in on. Uh, on that side of the ice. But it, for Bo, have you seen enough to feel confident that he's going to break out this year? I know it's way too early to ask that, but I'm asking it anyway. I think it's I've seen enough not to worry okay. at this point because that. it is premature. But nothing about what I've seen in two games causes me concern that he won't be able to break out. Sure. But it's really up to him still. You know, that remains to be seen and... There's definitely some work to be done, and it's not solely on Bo, too. It's just whoever he's going to be partnered with long-term through the course of the season, they have work to do together. Yeah, and there's very clearly some areas of the team that are lacking chemistry. Definitely. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, beyond Bo, the first 30 minutes of this game was a nightmare. Uh, the Avs had five. Frankie was great in the first period. Frankie was great. Fair. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie was, was great, great in the first period. Um, Fair point. Really, like he was—he was the only reason that the Avs had any business being in it. And really, like uh, we talked about special teams last night. Special teams won them the game against Chicago. It lost them the game against Calgary. Yep. Uh, a, a, a good example of good team versus bad team. Like you can't give Calgary those kinds of opportunities, and when you do, you have to, you have to play better than they played. Yep. You just have to, you just have to be better. And uh, you know they got away with stuff against Chicago because Chicago fucking sucks. Yep. Well, and, and I and mean they also played a lot better. Look, second half of a back-to-back. -back, yeah, there are certainly some valid excuses here. I don't care how tired your legs are. If you have five shots thirty minutes into a hockey game, you're not having a good night. There was just zero offense in this first half. Instead, like somehow Byram got a goal during that stretch of the game. Yeah, but it, it was it was very very reminiscent of Game Three against Tampa Bay. Yep, where you score first, you get out, and you're like, okay, great, and then but you just don't play very well. You just don't play very good hockey. And then you get bodied from then on. From move, moving forward, you just got bodied. Yep, and and, and like, the, the the crazy thing is that they they kind of had their chances. They absolutely they did. Had, they had some opportunities there. Uh, I don't know if we just want to get into it. Yeah, but, go for it. Uh, when you're at 2-1 and you have a power play and Miko Rantanen just misses an open net, it's not a great play. It's not a great save. He just, he just missed it. Yep. He shoots it wide of the open net. If he scores that, it's a 2-2 game halfway through the second period where you've kind of weathered that Calgary storm. The onslaught of shots has stopped. Now you've struggled to create your own offense, but your, your defense has picked it up and is figuring it out. And instead, instead, you miss an empty net. And on a night where you're really struggling offensively to create quality looks, 
it's you're just you just can't afford to miss that. Yeah, especially when that penalty ends, you give up a 50 foot breakaway to to Rasmus Anderson, and he well, goes in and scores. And that's the you go from two two to three one, and the the, the game was never competitive after that. It's it, it compounds on the fact that it was Miko too, right? And we'll talk about some of the other guys, but Miko very much was a guy who kind of disappeared tonight. And I know he had the nothing assist at the end of the game. So on the score sheet, it's like, well, he got the point. But Ooh, nice pass. Yeah. Characteristically Miko. Very Miko. Yeah. And I think, too, my evaluation of the game as a whole, and part of this is Miko Rantanen related, is that they didn't take Calgary seriously enough for the entirety of the game and the moments that they didn't perceive Calgary as enough of a threat, like at the tail end of a power play, for example, is when Calgary capitalized. And it's kind of disrespectful to what Calgary is and as good a, of a team as they are. And there was a moment where the puck had kind of gone up and dropped along the boards. I think it was like a Devontae's shot. And Miko just looked lethargic and it, he just let it dribble away from him and it led to an opportunity the other way, which resulted in a goal against, I think, the first one or the second. Um, and so it's just, it's not solely on Miko's shoulders either. There were a lot of mistakes like that tonight where it just felt like this Avs team didn't show Calgary the respect that they deserved and it costed them big. Well, and... Yeah, you go through the first half of this game, and the abs are getting smoked, yes? But they're, they're getting away with it. Is it tired mistakes or lazy mistakes? It's, Some of them felt lazy. It, it felt, yeah, like, in the middle. It's because it's, it's hard to assign. A tired mistake, you're like, he's tired. A lazy mistake, you're like, let's pick it up, man. Yep. Especially as one of the leaders of the team, like, let's yep. put it in. But it's hard to differentiate, right? Like, it's, it's well, just and, tough. And at the end of the day... They were mistakes. Well, and and they were mistakes that badly cost them. The thing is, it felt like the first half of this game, it's 1-1. Frankie's keeping you in it. You're making tired mistakes. Yeah. Then you make the big mistake of giving up the shorthanded goal, and the floodgates just open, and the Avs kind of started yeah. throwing in the towel after that. Yeah, at 2-1, uh, it was at 2-1, and then the start of the second period, it was really slow, but... Right around the 10-minute mark of the second period, the Avs picked it up a little yep. bit. Calgary had kind of eased it back, and that was when they got that opportunity. And, you know, when, 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 that's, when that switches, it goes when – when you go 2-1 and you, you have that – you have an empty net to go 2-2, and you end up 3-1. It's one. just such a big momentum against, swing. Yeah. Against good teams, they don't let you back from that. And then at the start of the third, you know, you kill you kill most of one 80, penalty, five percent of the penalty, and you just give up a guy again, a guy right in front of your net yep. just scores, uh, and that's where it's not even Colorado's defense. We're seeing it league wide, where obviously de defenses are loosey goosey. They're right just now. a mess, yeah. And right in front of the net is where teams are really taking advantage. Yep, it's, it's the coverage just isn't there right now. Yeah, it's just not. and uh, that's where teams just aren't locked into what they're doing. They're still figuring it out. They're working back into it. Look, this is game well, and, two. And the other side of this conversation is you're down 3-1 in a game. You cannot be taking penalties to give the other team an opportunity to bury you. Yeah. You just can't do that. And then yeah. the Calgary took advantage of it at the start of the third. And yeah, and uh, McCarr just misses, right? Yeah, like on, and yeah. That's, that's on the goal. That's on the fourth right. goal. And he Insult just whiffs on it and catches to Foley in the face. In the face. Which and, is low-key hilarious. And, uh, like, 
it, that penalty is and, what it is. It's yeah. the 4-1 goal that's really like, eh, okay, this game's probably out of reach now. Yeah. Where, like, hey, if he gets that stick lift and he prevents that goal. Yeah, different game. Who knows how the game goes, you know, but. But, you know, also Miku could have scored. There's a bunch of what ifs that didn't happen. It, so. Right. Well, and that's where, that's how you build a game that you lost, where you look back and you're like, well, we had chances. Yep. And because as well as Calgary played, Calgary dominant first period. Yep. But as well as well as they played for, for Colorado to have that, to be able to go back and say, we played like dog shit. And if Miko Ranton it doesn't and miss an We're still net, right in this, yeah. Who knows how that game changes at 2-2, a little more than halfway through. And in a game you've been dominated, have yeah. no business like yeah. being in. And and like don't read too much into the shot statistics of this game either. One, for the reasons we already stated. Two, yes, the Avs came back heavily in the shots at the end of the game. That is score 90, 98% score effects. It, Calgary got up 5-1, sat back, and kind of just did whatever they wanted to close this game out. Yeah. Allowed the Avs to get some shots on, and it's great. Look, you will take the goals. You love to see people getting rolling at the start of the season. That's not worth nothing. But the game was pretty much over for the entire third period yeah it did feel like aj was saying that they began to regain footing in the second period but then that shorthanded goal yep. it, they just just buried them this reminded me of games too um at the end of last season we knew the avs you know they had already been locked for the playoffs and the western conference leaders early march april they had locked it in yeah. and so we saw in the the tail end of those games how they could apply pressure when they wanted to, but they opted not to a lot of the time. And this felt like a game, like even the heroic breakaway McKinnon goal was like McKinnon applying pressure when he wanted to. Yep. And I still think it's a team that's capable of doing this through the duration of a season, but the motivation just wasn't there for the entire 60 minutes. Yep. And we'll talk about it more. Don't get it twisted. It's not like, no one should be worried about this game. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I don't think any of us are pressed about what happened nope. tonight. I mean, like, Calgary's a good hockey team. You know, even on the second night of a back-to-back, had they rolled into an Arizona or a Chicago or a San Jose, you know, one of these one of these teams that you think are going to be just dreadful. Even then, you expect them to not get rolled. Right. But you you would feel differently about this result if it was one of those teams. Yeah. But it's Calgary. It's all the things that added up where you're just like, this is a it's it's not an it's not an impossible schedule, but it's a tough start. It's a, especially coming off the emotional letdown of last night. Yep. You know the banner, the cup. Everybody is looking back again and appreciating that accomplishment. It was the first time that they had gotten an opportunity to celebrate the championship with the fans. Well, and that's the other side of that is it's Calgary's opening night. A yeah. new look Calgary who wants to be contenders this year. Absolutely. In front of the home crowd. They want to pop off. And that's why it's 14 to 3 at yeah. the end of the first period. Right. Shots on goal. Like they absolutely dominated. And then from there, it was more opportunistic hockey than For sure. dominant hockey. And. They capitalize on their opportunities. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. You can capitalize on getting some down here at the DNVR bar. So come on down, get some of that stuff. It's, it's the good stuff, I promise. Uh, dozens of flavors. Genuine, genuinely, if you like beer, they have a flavor for you, I promise. Even if you don't like beer, they probably have a flavor for you. 
Just ask AJ about that. True. Uh, go to breckbrew.com for more info. You can also find we it at a, a local beer, liquor store a, near you. We had a bucket of beer, Breckenridge beer specifically, a few weeks ago when I was here for the Broncos game. There's one right there. Yeah, well, I drank half of that bucket. <laughs> I don't is even like a, beer. Is it like it a variety fun. pack? Yeah, I mean, like, they just filled it up. We were just like, hey, just put different beers in it. Nice. And so they did. They got sours? Um, it was, we had a Strawberry Sky. We had a Broncos Country. There were two Broncos Country because Eric was mad about it. <laughs> uh, there was a Juice Drop. Palisade Peach? Uh, I don't no. think so. Oh, there was a Mountain Beach as mm. well. Okay. okay. Kale, Kale was like, Got Mountain Beach! <laughs> like, he just, like, dibs that thing hard. <laughs> No, it was, well, point being, it was good. It was. It's good. I Come on down. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, go make yourself some money on DraftKings. Apparently, just listen to whatever <laughs> Megan just says. put the plus 4,000 yeah. Byram first goal bet, you and you're good. You something? I have never done a sports bet. I don't even think that's how you say it. <laughs> I've never placed a bet. You did a sports I'll, bet. I'll give you guys bets. They, I will. And so we, do, we need to have a day with you, like what we did, where yeah, we came down we, to the and bar just bet all day. And all we did was jump on DraftKings. We threw like fifty bucks into the thing, and, and uh, into our account, and we just bet on games on the different sports that were that day. It was good and day. then we spent the day at the bar, and we ate, and we drank, and we just hung out all day. That was actually a lot of fun. I think we like that. It's a blast of a time. So use DraftKings Sportsbook when you sign up with code DNVR with a new account. You can get. Five bet, five dollar bet on any NFL team to win their next game. Get two hundred dollars in free bets if that team does. So maybe just bet against the team playing the Broncos, or bet for the team playing the Broncos. I mean, I don't know. Feels pretty easy. Maybe the team playing the Texans probably a safer bet. Uh, anyway, go over there. Must be twenty one or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. A couple of actual through lines here. Some some storylines that I'm not going to say are developed yet, but maybe starting to develop. That second line. Starting to develop? It's uh, There hasn't been a lot developing there is the story so far, right? Evan Rodriguez looks bad, dude. <laughs> Like, Evan Rodriguez looks bad, uh, making a ton of mistakes with the puck. We saw that a great example was the goalie pulled, and he's trying to skate it through traffic, gets it taken away, gets it back, tries to dump it in, hits a defender yep. right in the chest, and gets bailed out by a hand pass yep. that the, the Flames made. And it was just, like, two opportunities to make any any kind of, like, basic play here. Because he's the sixth guy that they put on the ice with the extra for the extra attacker. And he goes out there and he boofs two opportunities to just gain the zone. And you're just like, dude, you're he's not doing anything well. Even his his one timer is the one that got blocked. Yep. Uh, that led, led to the goal to, the other way. That yep. led to the third goal on the breakaway because he, he couldn't get it through traffic. Now, should Kale have shot that? Certainly in hindsight, <laughs> yes. Even in the moment. You're talking about a 28 goal score. Fire away, big dog. Like, come on. And so it's like Erod just can't, right now, he just can't do anything right. And Nachushkin is the only one on that line that looks comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. And I even, will say Alex Newhook is playing hard. It's just not been very it's just not working. Yet. Yeah, It hasn't worked out for him, but he's putting the effort in. He's putting the work in. He's also getting hit in the face with a stick yeah. from Blake mm -hmm. Coleman. 
Well, he's laying on the ice. And I wanted to differentiate when we talked about lazy or lethargic errors. Newhook tonight, I felt like his errors were just a couple lapses that I would not penalize him for. Like, no. I, I liked Newhook's game. There were some things that, honestly, he just he was on the wrong end of the puck or the decision and or the wrong end of the play. Whoa. And... I didn't hate the game that Newhook had. You know, it's a failure to launch for the line entirely. Like, you expect Natushkin to be comfortable with the Avs' pace of play, and he appears comfortable, but then there is just a disconnect between Newhook and Erod. Not necessarily, like, to one another, but just to the line in general. And it's unfortunate because in preseason, that was where there was some hope, and it just hasn't lifted off the way that I expected it to in regular season play. Erod is making a lot of mistakes I haven't watched him make so many back-to-back in the exhibition games. It's a little concerning, like even just taking needless penalties. He is such a pro and mature player that I, I don't expect that out of him. And when he his game is on, he's a great pass, uh, passing setup guy. Like that's what I want him to bring this line. And he's just not making very good decisions. And this is this was some of the concern when I, when I was trying to slow people's role just a little bit before he signed and then when he signed of like, hey, like there's a reason this guy was available for $2 million a week before camp starts. Like the second half of his season was that bad. He was that ineffective. He made a lot of mistakes. He couldn't finish things off. Like there were a lot of problems in his game. He did. It's not to say he was only problems and only bad. And I, I don't think it's fair to say that he's only been bad for the abs, but certainly you are looking at him and you are wondering like, hey, no offense to this guy, but what he's done so far, how different do you feel if Gabe Landeskog is in that spot? And, well, and, yeah, he, right. is, and he is centering your third line instead next to a comfort. And maybe they, maybe they have a chance to vibe a little bit more because the trickle down effect here, Erod's not playing very well. Newark's just been ineffective, well, and, and JT Confer has been a total no-show. Well, they, but you look at the setup of that line, right? And the shooters on that line are going to be Newhook and Confer for you with how it's set up now. So when the pucks are dying on Erod's stick, you're never even getting it to the point where that line's dangerous, right? Yeah, they just haven't done much. And what's what I don't love is that between Nachushkin, Newhook, and Erod, you've got three guys with great speed Yep, who can all fly. And they're not, none of them are stressing defenses out. That's the whole thing about speed is that it puts pressure on defenses because they can stretch out your structure and they can, they can get past you in just a one-on-one foot race. That guy doesn't have to do anything except just move faster. Well, and, and their speed isn't, has so far not been any well, level of effective, has not made any kind of difference. And when those three guys... That combination, when their speed is not being a major factor, they're never no, going to be nothing. successful. Yeah. And they will never be successful. They have to have their speed be a factor. And for what it's worth, credit to Val Nachushkin seeing these two guys struggling and saying, okay, I get puck, I put head down, <laughs> I go to net. Because he... I don't even know if he knows that many words. <laughs> he might have said it exactly like that. I don't, I don't think he knows I, that I many... I bet he does. Just he's, go he's to net. version. I skate straight. Like, <laughs> very simple. And, like, I've loved Nuke so far. Yeah. Like, he's been... I like Nuke. He's been great. 
end of statement. I really, I really think he's played. He's played with power. Yeah, it's been um, good. And and like he can't be the best guy on the line for sure. And he, just, and he can't be. Not he a second needs, line. Yeah. He needs. He well, needs somebody to elevate to get close to his level. And right now, there's. It's like Nachushkin, Newhook, and then Rodriguez way down and here. It's just like reinforcing that point. Yes, he's playing well on the second line. Look at where all of his production is coming on the power play when he's playing with a bunch of more talented dudes. Sometimes math is easy. You add up a bunch of guys and it adds up to goals or it doesn't. Do you, even knowing how well that top line has looked or how well they've played through two games so far Mm -hmm. and at different times, any temptation? I know it's just two games, but any temptation to just make an Achushkin for Lekin and swap and just see how it goes? See what it looks like? Not even a little. No? All right. I mean, I'm cool with that. I am. Megan looks more interested. I'm than I, do. I actually alone. think Lechnan would be very frustrated with poor decisions that might get made with an Evan Rodriguez. Just I mean, as he an had a seven-year career in Montreal. He should be comfortable with frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to see Lechnan frustrated. He might be a serial killer. He, <laughs> I could see him getting really frustrated. Not with a new hook. I, I could see him taking Newhook under his wing begrudgingly, but <laughs> begrudgingly. I, I don't know about the Fine. chemistry of this line. <laughs> oh, look, I'll teach you where to hide the bodies, okay? <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, and, and look, again, and I'm going to keep reiterating this throughout the show. It's been two games. Dude, totally. This one is the second half of a back-to-back. Totally. When you wake up tomorrow... Stop worrying about anything yeah. that happened in this hockey game. Uh, just forward. <laughs> yeah, there's even, no yeah. reason. Not even worried about Erod. Yeah, no, straight not, up. Straight you know, up. An I, important caveat here, or an important thing to note. Not worried. I think it's mental a little bit. I wonder if the spotlight on him, there's a little bit of pressure coming in these games where the points do matter, and I hope he sorts it out. Yep. I he, I think be, being in a, probably a more appropriate role would really, really help him, because I think at 3C... It's just like waiting for liftoff at that point. Yeah. Uh, but right now, like their third line is this like, like broken mess. Hodgepodge of dudes that don't have anywhere yeah, else to be in the really lineup. Yeah. Really, it's like a fourth line because Cogliano yep. and LOC are not. They're not those guys. Yep. And Comfort can't drive play. We've talked about this literally his entire career. He can't drive play. If he's your most naturally talented guy. On a line, that line is not going to do well. And it hasn't. I, <laughs> Gogliano looks like by far the best player of those three right so now. So I, I do want to move into that bottom six a little bit, too. Two things. One, man, that was brutal, Lucas Sedlak. <laughs> I feel bad for him. <laughs> That poor guy with that goal. I feel bad for him. Where he tried to break up the pass and just sent it directly. He he broke it up. He He, did it. And then he He passed it. it He makes a good play. Okay. He makes a good play breaking it up. And then the thing that you're, you're, all these guys get taught to do is just send the puck to the corner and go and get it and live to fight another day. And he, he doesn't get all of it. And it's a perfect tape to tape. Gives it right to him. (laughs) Just gives it right to him. And, And it's like, he does. He's got three things on the checklist, and he does two and a half of them. And it's the and half it's in the that back kills of him. Your net, yeah. It's the half that kills him, and it's just like, damn it. 
I actually had nice things to say too about game one, things that he's done defensively on the kill at points. And even in tonight before that happened, I was like, oh, I like what he's done on the kill so far. And then it got really hard to say that. <laughs> Just takes one play for all the meltdown. Sympathetic. Uh, the other side of this conversation. I thought Ben Myers looked bad today. Yeah, I thought Ben Myers looked really, really bad. I didn't see Curtis McDermott on the ice one time. I saw him once after the whistle was blown. Did and not that was notice it. him on yeah. the ice one single yeah. time. So I've got no thoughts there. No bad, no good. Just did not notice him. Yep. Myers just looked a little bit lost tonight. And, and look, he's a rookie. It's going to happen. Wasn't the song in Ocean's Eleven? I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't even know what this song is. It's bringing me back, sorry. <laughs> anyway. The fears we have about Comfort and his inability to drive play, it's like made worse for someone like Ben Myers who is not going to give us his best with the talent that's around him. And that's not to, to a cop-out either to demerit a Lucas Selak no, or a Curtis just, McDermott. So it's just, it's just we're reality. not going to get the best yeah. out of Ben Myers. Yeah. I do want to kind of differentiate here because... Myers, I think, is just making mistakes in the same way that Rodriguez is. I, I think agree. there's a lot of mistakes being made. I yeah, agree. but you see him in position to do things with the puck compared to Sedlak well, banging and, against and that ceiling. Comparing yeah. to comparing to a Sedlak, comparing even to an uh, Logan O'Connor, there's a hard ceiling. Comparing yeah. to a Curtis McDermott, you know, uh, you know, I'm comparing him strictly to to depth guys yeah. uh, here, and I'm just saying, like, I think Myers is just making mistakes, but you sure. see him making mistakes. The puck is on his stick. It kind of gravitates towards him. Every time he's on the ice, it just seems to find him somehow. Hey, that one... It's one of those weird it factors about guys that you can't explain. You're like, how does this guy always end up with the damn puck? <laughs> and he's just making a lot of mistakes. I'm fine living with the rookie mistakes. Yeah. I'm fine with, I'm fine with totally. living with Evan Rodriguez's mistakes. Uh, I'm fine with that stuff. I What I don't want is guys having these quiet games. I think that the JT Confer start is the one that frustrates me. Because he's just that guy, and I understand who he is. I'm comfortable with who he is as a player. He's just not starting the season on the streak. It just <laughs> frustrates me when it happens. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, look, he's not a bad player. He's just a really quiet player when he's not having those games. Yep. You know, he'll have five quiet games, three great games, and two I mean, poor or bad games, and then you kind of just live with it. Uh, to your point, it was... Was in a second period or maybe the early in the third where Myers gets a puck into the offensive zone, has a guy streaking down the middle, could have created a quality offensive yeah. opportunity and just sends the puck three feet behind the guy. I think it was McKinnon. It might have been. Yeah, I forget who it was. But it, it, being in that s situation gives you the opportunity to succeed compared to being the guy who's just not involved in the play at all. Yeah. And that's where that's where I think, look, it's fair to say Myers is underwhelmed through two games that you'd like to see a little bit better, but you're seeing him involved in the game. And when you talk about like, why is Martin Kaut in the AHL right now? Because he disappears. Yep. Because he was too quiet because he wasn't consistently involved in things. Uh, it, it was new. Okay. New, whatever. Um, they're all blurs at that point. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like with, with Myers, like you're seeing him just make mistakes. And I think that I can live with the same way we're talking like with new hook. It hasn't been effective so far, but he's working hard. He's doing his thing. He's trying to find his game. And, like, you're going to, with young guys, especially, uh, they're trying I, to figure it out. I mean, I think out. those are two different scenarios. Yeah, but, sure. but I think I think Newhook is trying to figure it all out against better players than he's played against. 
and he's trying to figure out the pace of all of it and blah blah I blah. I don't. Blah, blah. I would. I don't Myers even. Myers, I think he's trying to figure out the NHL. That all, it I is, agree with that. It for is sure. all. Of I agree it right with now. that for sure. And with New Look, it's 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 one equation. It's not five. I don't. And even, Myers is just trying to adjust all. Of I don't. It, so go ahead. <laughs> I think my fear with Myers too, like our fears about New Hook, our fears about Erod. I see a way out of it for them, but. Myers is in a position that he's going to be kept on a short leash. That runway is going to be small. He's probably only going to get utilized in small numbers each night. And his line mates are probably going to remain one combination of depth players, some combination. And that is going to be difficult for him to overcome. And I think that's where my fear is because it's going to come down to who Ben Myers is as a player, like mentally. Um, And, you know, I think I'm just... I've been burned by how the young prospects do get utilized and what they do with the opportunity. And I'm a little worried for Myers. And look, they're, the reality of every hockey team, and especially hockey teams that are contenders, is, look, you get X amount of games into the season and you're still hurting us. Time's up. You can't, at a certain point, they can't let you keep making mistakes. Yeah. And game two is not even remotely close to that mark. No. Yeah. You're right. But no a, way, if dude. it keeps happening, that's when you start going, hmm. Well, especially in this lineup where you're like Curtis McDermott. Like, yeah, of course. Like Lucas said, like, like you're talking about there are some obvious candidates to move out of the lineup before you get to Ben Myers. Yeah. If, if you were having that conversation. Right. We're not even close to that conversation yet. But you can see where, given history, you start to see those players play like that. And you're like, here we go again. Not like this. But thankfully, we can have that conversation in 20 games if we have to. Hopefully not. Uh, We are brought to you by Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel of DNVR. You can get all of your amazing golf gear. And, like, I I feel like golf gear is also, like, I, I don't know what to call it. It's, like, business casual. You're right. Yeah. So. Okay. Even the women's That's a nice way to put it. They're like they're not like tennis skirts, but make it golf. Yeah, golf what, what, you disagree? I I just said that was a polite way to put it. What does that mean? I would have put it less politely. Okay. Yeah. Why? Well, because I I think it's because I think golfers look like investment bankers, and those are the worst people okay. in the world. So you think it's like you nicer than business casual? Yeah. Okay. I'm, maybe, I'm, well, I'm, maybe, I'm okay with that take. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I, I'm okay with that take. I thought you were gonna go the other way with it. And oh I was no! Like, I like I. If there was one thing I liked about golf, it was that like I felt like you look good, feel good, you know, and <laughs> and play good, right? Like the play good part never quite worked out for me. <laughs> right, but like if you you know. Guys, the bots are back. It's going to be okay. Yeah. The, the bots were back during the game, and it, it went horribly immediately. Yeah. Nico missed an open the bots are, the game up before The bots are more of a long-term thing. Yeah. The, right? the bots are the bots it's your are fault. play. The bots are my fault for banning No, you got to ban them. That's part of the, the, the gig. Uh, <laughs> anyway, check out pinsandaces.com. Use code DNVR. You get 10% off. I think it might be 15 and free shipping. Uh, go do that, and then you can hit up Green Mountain Dental Group, the number one family dentist in the Denver metro area, just do 15 that. minutes from downtown. I got some implants in, and they were like, you need to get a water pick because water picks will help because implants, like, they're implants, right? So there's, like, gaps and stuff. Water picks are awesome. I've never tried Highly one. Highly recommend. 
You ever got some, some food stuck in your teeth? Water picket? It's gone. Does it feel better than regular flossing? Oh, it feels much better okay. than regular Sold. flossing. Yeah, flossing. It destroys my gums, regular flossing. So highly recommend that. Also, with Green Mountain Dental Group, when you get a cleaning x-ray and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. So hit them up. Go to Green Mountain Dental Group. Make sure you're taking it's care of your true. teeth. Justin Barron is dead. Whoa. <laughs> to me. No. Forever. Never. You know what I was thinking about today? Drew Hellison. I know, that's weird. I was thinking about Josh Manson, and I was thinking about Drew Hellison. Uh, there's more to this thought, but it's you, not the place. You know, no. you know who I haven't thought about since April? Drew Hellison. Drew Hellison. I never stop thinking about the prospects, even the ones who have left us. They live on in no, Megan's mind. Left is not accurate. They got kicked out the door. <laughs> Scrub lords. They got kicked out so Manson could live and Lucky could live. Yeah, exactly. They, and their they memory upgraded. lives on forever. They went from they went from Scrubs to daddies. All I gotta say is I was thinking about special teams and if we're gonna make everyone a daddy, <laughs> is Ray Bennett a daddy? <laughs> Have I've you seen him? <laughs> no, I have no idea what he looks like. He's, oh, really? He's got some big dad energy for he's, sure. I don't know. He looks like a tiny daddy. I want to use that against you somehow, but I don't know he's, how yet. So he's the PP daddy now? Yeah. <laughs> You're for it. it. <laughs> See, it feels bad, right? Well, <laughs> you uh, say uh, he's the PP daddy. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would ever call anybody a pee pee daddy, but right. <laughs> you do now. Uh, and and look, if if you're looking for a special teams positive, they did score a power play goal at the end of the game. So Yahtzee. It, it's not nothing. Special teams clearly need some work. Especially that it's, PK. It's yeah. really the PK. But, yeah. Yeah. The power play still looks good. It, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it looks there were some lackadaisical moments on the power play tonight. One yeah. of those was pretty bad. Thanks, but. Miko. Yeah, Miko did a thing. <laughs> See, that was I aggressive. wasn't even just <laughs> me that so immediately jumped to Miko. Just own it. Just own it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bonks going off in the chat. Yeah, that's our clip from tonight. Talking about PP, PP Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> I don't know if I want that on record. <laughs> and, and so, look. Is this a burn the tape game? No, probably not. There are things Definitely you can go not. back and look at and say, hey, we're still learning our systems. This is where you messed up. Figure it out. Yeah, Byram and Manson chasing on the first goal, both of them going behind the net at the same time. Yep. That's unacceptable, man. Yep. Just talk. Well, and you've seen a pretty consistent pot problem on the uh, on the power play where the pick a side forward doesn't really track well down the wall when yeah. the defenseman slides. Yeah. So. There are some clear problems there, but none of those things are like. <laughs> These are all like classic early. Season. Yeah, exactly. Teams are teams are literally just getting back into it. You think about it, this is the 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 abs of regulars have only played now three games together uh, this year. Yep. So like, <laughs> right. That PK hasn't had to defend against regular season NHL teams. There will be no overreacting to this, but you are definitely disappointed in its early performance, especially because those units by the end of the year last year were so good, and the power play is off to a a fine start. I have zero issues, really. Yep. Uh, Just nitpicks, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, they're what, and, and like five for nine now to start the season or something. Also, their second unit is like this weird. Three defensemen, yeah. like monstrosity. Just that, trying to get through it until right. Landy's yeah, back. Exactly. <laughs> it on paper has looked a little weird in execution. It's it was always going to because somebody <laughs> was going to have to do something that they are not comfortable with. 
Yeah. It's and it's fair to ask it to be Byram because he's the one that's least ingrained with here's what I do in the NHL. Just anyway. Do what he did on that first five on five shift and it'll be fine. Um anyway, yeah. It, so What's the issue with the depth? I mean, there's not really a big issue with forward depth. Also, they only had so much money. Yeah. It, again, like, uh, like you, there's a pretty good ch- Landy until December. What? You know, I mean, whenever. look, there's a who cares? There's a decent chance that Monday Sedlak is sitting for Darren Helm, like, and then you're out one guy. Yeah. Like, you know, the big thing here, it's not, it's not depth. Like, it's when you lose a top six it's, guy, it's, everyone it's, steps up. It's really a, a not run. depth. Yeah. It's, you need Ben Myers to stop being a rookie immediately. You need Alex Newick to take the step forward, and you need Evan Rodriguez I, I, to play to the to role. To be that he's honest, in. I think you just need Landy to be healthy in a couple months, and then like, all those dudes will fall into their well, roles, and like, it's fine. If Landy comes back, like those guys, like you definitely need somebody to be your second line center. I mean, that's true. Be that's true. Your second line center. If it's not going to be no, then there's got to be there's got to be whatever. Also, yeah, that winometer is going to be extremely yeah, they, slanted. They, they don't know how of, score effects go. Yeah, because of how score effects work. And it, the, that is not a thing that you want to look at at the end of that game and say, oh, okay. Go back and look at it when it was 3-1 and tell me what it looked like, like shots then. were 20-7. to seven. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's the second half of the game was them piling up meaningless nonsense. Yep. So... Again, just but, not yeah, worried about the, any of that. The big, yeah. the big thing about the, the the complaint about the depth right now for me is that you just need the guys who are in bigger roles to to, to take them on. Because yep. it, it, that hell, you can even tell that to to Comfer and Cogliano and LOC as your sure. third line. You're playing up right now, like yeah. they're playing up a little bit. All right, well, you've got to play better than they have. They have to play better, and like those guys also just have to be better. Like Cogliano, I think has been fine. I notice him every game he was doing, a, doing it was the a lot he does. meh tonight compared to game one. But I, I, again, it's whatever. I don't know where the puck skill went. Like, it looks like the hands literally are gargoyle hands now. <laughs> like, it just looks like they're gone. There must always be one gargoyle hands on the he team. Is, he's smart as hell, and he's always in the right position. Yeah. He gets it, and he still knows how to affect games with his speed. And that's not a thing that you're seeing from the other two guys. Shout out our boy, Miguel, by the way. Yes. Came to the bar all the way from Brazil. Nice. Actually crazy. Yeah, so cool. Apparently, there's a, we have a Brazilian contingent that speaks English and is big fans. And shout out to all of them. That's awesome. Apparently, they get together and all watch the pod together as a group. And that's super cool. That's amazing. It's dope stuff. Uh, anyway, yes. Are there problems? Absolutely. Yeah. You could also see on Monday when they come out rested, have a couple days of practice to work out some of these kinks. I'll tell you, they're going to be playing an embarrassed wild team, too. When I saw that score, I both laughed and was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I don't know what Minnesota's schedule is between now and then. If they play again, never mind. It'll be fine. (laughs) Unless they get buried again. But I do assume that they will play this weekend. So all I'm saying is before you start piling on the second line or... M- yeah. Erod or Myers or whoever. Anybody that advocates for change, I will they fight play you. Saturday. They play Saturday, so there you go. And when I say advocate for get change, the I mean, like, they're going like, to play like trading players. <laughs> Kevin Fiala like trading players. Anybody who wants a good thing. That's right. 
So if you yeah. want to feel better than you do right now, I hate you. I would say you get you you have to leave it until at least game ten before you start seriously talking about the sample ranta line. Yeah, is that what we're what? just gonna use? This is now the what sample line. Is now sample a thing. Yeah, line. ten games and then you have to make decisions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, we can uh, we can start wrapping things up as we're banning. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, our king of the game is fairly predictable. Despite all of the struggles, Nathan McKinnon is just a monster. Uh, even when he's not playing that well. Which wasn't tonight. He looked awesome. What? So he here's the by thing. Far, he dusted what Rantanen did. Where you were That's like, very true. That guy <laughs> looks great. Where the fuck are his line mates? Well, I Including guess... the guy making $9 million. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. Despite his line mate struggling, he looks great. So. He looks, dude. I mean, dude, he needs he needs Connor McDavid to not score 140 points this year so because he can I win really, a heart. Yeah. I really do think that heart chase is the real deal. I do like this McKinnon. He looks so good, and what I love so far from a just from a how he's playing standpoint is that one of our big frustrations with him as a player is that he can sometimes get too narrow in how he plays. You know, he flies down the left wing and he pulls up and yep. he tries to make a play or he goes around There's the net. There's some more creativity there through two to games. The, to the top. Throws the floater. Yeah, yeah and throws the floater. And like that's, he'll get really in love with that. But instead, he's doing all of those things in both of these games. But he's also aggressively, aggressively trying to get into other areas of the ice that yep. we see him work less to do. And yes. I, think, I think he's trying to open up the offensive arsenal for himself a little bit. I think he's trying to get it. So, cause there's a really well-worn book on stopping Nathan McKinnon shots and double I, team him at the top of the left circle. Got it. And exactly. <laughs> and I think that, and I think that, uh, that getting him getting into other areas of the ice where goalies are going to be less comfortable with what he's about to do with the puck, less predictable is going to really open some things up for him because he has gotten into some of those patterns, and they've worked for him. Obviously, it's not like he he didn't he's, have a point. Per he's game absolutely in the a good enough player to make it work anyway. Yeah. but he could have another level. But that's where that's where I think so far, uh, through two games, that you're looking at the way that he's doing it and saying, "Boy, if he's going to be like this, if this is his approach, it's going to be really fascinating to watch how much it opens up." Not just for himself, but for the guys around him where teams are going to have to be able to defend him a lot harder because they aren't going to be able to kind of put him into the little funnels where they're like, we know what he'll do here. So I want to see I want to see how he is, uh, how, how that continues to develop and if that's a thing or if this is just him playing a certain way for a couple games and that's it. Uh, hopefully not just a yeah. couple right. games. Um, okay, I want to move into final thoughts here, and I have one, but I'll go last. So, yeah, we'll get to the super chat as well. <laughs> Any final thoughts from you two? Wow. Don't dog my roommate. I don't have an immediate. None. Final yeah, thought. I think I'm good. None. You can think while I'm. That ice was garbage. Oh, dude, totally. <laughs> like, totally. what was dudes on both teams just constantly biffing it in the neutral zone? You saw dudes like Kale McCarr. Like, Kale well, McCarr, nobody, that nobody doesn't happen to Kale it. McCarr. That was, yeah. was Caleb McCarr. <laughs> no, like, nobody around him, and it just, 
It, he honestly looked like Taylor. No. Please, that is too mean. <laughs> uh, at least Caleb's fictional. Uh, yeah, fair as enough. As far as you know. You're right. Yeah. That's their... Caleb is the Makar family, Sergio. No. <laughs> That's it. What's the opposite of a hockey player? Taylor. Don't. <laughs> anyway. Just wanted to get that now in there. I just want to do this just to upset Megan. Enrique, what'd you have to say, bud? Five bucks. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. You need to work more than two hours a day. Put some time in. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> well. Oh, we got a thumbs down. It Taylor happens. Is watching. This is the porn bots. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe if you're hanging out. If you're up this late, you, you must like us a little bit to watch us after that game, right? Have to. So we appreciate all of y'all. We're going to yeah, get out of here. Caleb with a K or a C? I seem to see. So did I. Yeah, because it's Kale. Honestly, did you Kale. hear Gary Bettman say Caleb McCarr? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to circle back to that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people call him that. Anyway, we're leaving. <laughs> I have to go home and do more work. Yeah. So we love you. We'll talk to you. May or may not be live tomorrow, depending on what we have in the pipeline. Stay tuned for that. Plan for us to be around at 1 p.m. tomorrow, but there is an off chance something cool happens instead. Yep. So we'll be back soon. Until then, we'll talk to you later.